Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are gathered to do this podcast today on Kitsch, Shumash, and Tongva land. They are the traditional custodians of this land in Los Angeles, and we honor them and their elders, past and present. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Okay, we have a very special guest here on Weirder Together mm-hmm. podcast. Yes, we do. Joanna Sternberg. First time on an official set. <laughs> Getting to be a diva already. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you sent a very lengthy list of demands. I you know, I'm do- sorry, yeah. you guys. I needed two dogs <laughs> to greet me, and they did. So that was very nice. <laughs> to jump all over you. They jumped yeah. all over me very well. Everything so far is check, check, check. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited. Wait, so you're playing a house concert at our house today. At your home, <laughs> which I'm so excited by that I was very nervous, but now I, I'm okay. You yeah. feel relaxed now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I knew this would happen. Like, it's like when you get to the gig, you're okay. Aww. Yeah. You know that feeling like once you're there, it's before, it's like, what if I, you know, there's all these what ifs now. I mean, yes. what could go wrong? Waiting for something, anticipation is the worst. Yeah, yeah. it's like, everything's so perfect. What's going to go wrong? Yeah. Something has to go no. Nothing yeah. has to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I fell in love with your music in 2019, your first record my friend Brady Brock turned me on to it and it came out on Team Love and I was just blown away and we did a gig together that was so fun I don't know your I, origins. Or I know your, oh, parents, my origins, yeah. your parents were jazz musicians, right? Um, so my my parents, yeah, my dad's a really amazing musician. My mom acted and she's like very um, much a curator of taste of music and stuff. She kind of has the final say about a lot of stuff. Like on the album, she picks some songs. And, really? Really? Yeah. So you include her in the process? She just knows. She knows. She has uh, that intuitive thing like, that's good, that's bad. I'm like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first record came to be, I, I was very, very lucky um, that the um, the producer, the person who made it, he offered me to come make it, and we just put it out ourselves. And then um, it was really, really, really nice that um, Connor Oberst heard my music and um, introduced me to Team Love, and then they put it out again. So it's kind of cool that you could kind of just put it out yourself and then take it down, and then someone could put it out again, and and it's okay because it's fine. It was a whole new world of people to discover it. It really opened up, like, all these people. Yeah. And so you grew up on the Lower East Side? I grew up in Hell's Kitchen um, in an artist housing called Manhattan Plaza, which is pretty funny because it's very um, New York. Like Larry David lived there and he was writing Seinfeld and he had a neighbor named Kramer who would come into his apartment. He based (laughs) the character of Kramer off someone who still is my building. Who's, dare I say it, more of a character and more cool than the TV Kramer. Wow. And Alicia Keys grew up in my building. I studied piano with her piano teacher. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, it, all performing arts. So it's like subsidized housing. Yeah. So you, yeah, you can yeah, apply. Yeah. You can only apply to be there and get approved if you're a working artist. Right. And there's a whole, like, list. But my parents moved in and when no one wanted to live there because it was really dangerous. Yeah. 
called Hell's Kitchen because of the gangs. Now it's called Hell's Kitchen because Hell's Kitchen of the restaurants. Uh, yeah, and what was that like growing up just surrounded by artists and art? It sounds like a dream. It was awesome. It was really cool. And I was very lucky that I loved the Beatles. That was lucky because if I didn't, I would have been in hell because yeah. my dad played. The, I grew up on the Beatles, the Beatles. Yeah. Like that was Jesus. So <laughs> in my house. That was a religion. And we also had Judaism. But, you know, <laughs> it was very funny because it was like, the Beatles. And yeah. I loved the Beatles and I still love the Beatles, but I'm always wondering what if I didn't? So yeah, uh, my dad's a really great songwriter. Um, and in my family, there's a lot of really amazing music history and like music stuff and um, artists, visual artists and also singers, like lots of singers. So I was really, really, really lucky for that. Yeah. Wow. And so how, what age, when did you know you wanted to be a musician? I think it's, fu- it's funny because it's always been the only thing I could do that would like, like, you know, you could Try something and on the first try you get it or you don't get it at all. Mm. Like that's me. So I could only get something on the first try or that's it. Yeah. Like I mean, he's like that. If she doesn't, really? if oh, she yeah. doesn't, she'll do something once and be like, I'm never doing it again. Exactly. Yeah. Because you just know. Yeah. Like with acting, you're just like, oh, this feels like me. I can be me and no, I, I don't, I don't have like a headache, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But then like if someone teaches me how to, how to knit or, yeah. you know, tie my shoe, let's forget it. Yeah. So yeah. luckily, music. And drawing were the things I could do, and yeah. nothing else ever really came to me. So there's kind of no choice. And yeah. did it always seem possible to turn it into a career, or right. did you sort of think of it as like a more like it would be a hobby and a passion? That's a very funny question. So it kind of initiated into me. Well, I played piano growing up. Everyone learns piano as a kid, mm-hmm. but not everyone is a pianist. Like piano was great, but I'm not a pianist. So luckily in middle school, I got guitar and electric bass, started learning those like way faster than piano. I was like, why am I so good at these and not as good at piano? And then I went to a performing art high school and I learned double bass. And so that's what really like excelled me oh, because wow. then I went to college for it. So the plan was to be a double bassist in orchestra and jazz, like just do double bass. That was the plan. My parents were afraid I wouldn't get work if I only played one kind of music. So they're like, play jazz, play everything. And that was great by me. But then the songwriting started, which is really cool. And that kind of took over too. So it's really, really awesome. Yeah, and the songwriting, to me, when I describe your songwriting to people that haven't heard it, I almost hear like a brill building, like classic songwriting. Like, did you study songwriting as a fan or did you just absorb it? Oh, yeah, totally. The funny thing is I always wanted to write songs but I and I wrote melodies, but I just couldn't write lyrics because I couldn't do it. It was too embarrassing. So I'd write joke songs growing up. Like when I was eight, when I was little, I'd write musicals, but I never wrote like a song song. that was like my song about me until I was like 22. Something yeah. had to, I had to be brave enough. And that was Elliot Smith. I heard Elliot Smith and I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like that just got me doing it. Cause I was more inspired than I was scared. That's amazing. I feel like Elliot Smith did that for a lot of people. Like you yeah. need a lot of people, especially your age songwriters where that was something that was sort of came filtered into the mainstream Absolutely. but was full of integrity and cool production and yes. musical and I mean it was so musical too. Yes. His chord changes and harmonies and everything. Yeah, so that's that that's what started that. But the singing was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, how did that develop? Well, I couldn't I thought I was convinced I couldn't sing my whole life. I was like I can't sing. I can't do it cuz there are all these great singers in my family. Like my dad's an amazing singer, his sister, they were all, everyone, like my grandma was in the Yiddish theater and she <gasps> was like a star, the star. Oh of my the, God. Yeah. The Yiddish my, theater. My grandmother's father was a manager of the Yiddish theater and she was an actress in the Yiddish theater, but did 
background acting, not main star, because there was, I think Esther Goldstein was one of the biggest, but my grandmother grew up in the Yiddish theater. But they knew each other, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because Moisha Oyster is my great uncle, and oh my his God. sister's Freda Oyster, who's my grandma. Oh, I wish my grandma was still alive and I could ask her. You guys are basically mishpucha. Yeah, we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, and they, I, I, you guys are going to love this, because I'll show you after some time they're singing, but they were the best singers ever, like in my family, and my grandpa was in the Metropolitan Opera, and all his family were cantors. And everyone's a great singer, right? So I kind of was intimidated by singing. Right, yeah. So that kind of was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I find that with my father's a musician, and I never picked up. I don't know if I'm not naturally. Like you said, some people are naturally this. Some people are naturally that. I don't know if I I was – I drew, I yeah. wrote. But I don't know if I was intimidated because he was – sort of successful but my brother wasn't and he's did singing and playing guitar like my dad but i think if you sometimes if your parents do something you just you know it's a weird you thing you don't want to like yeah it's a block it's like yeah. i can't go there because it i i'm scared that he'll judge me like i was yeah. i was always copying my dad in secret right but i didn't want him to know yeah, yeah so i would like copy everything he did even his drawings like i just wanted to be just like him basically but he i didn't would want love him to know. that though thank you well now i'm like telling him but like it took a uh, while I'm it took sure time this age to tell that. Him. all parents would be so happy but it's what you're saying i was so intimidated sure. by like i just yeah. i'm not invited to be a part of this right like this is yeah, for yeah, yeah. smart people and i'm i don't know what i do yeah but but yeah it's definitely true yeah. So were your parents, when you started taking it more seriously and your singer-songwriting life, were they surprised or did they? Did it seem like one of the things they were like, we always knew you? Well, it's kind of funny because the very embarrassing story that you guys love as parents is my dad found my rap journal in yeah. fifth grade and it was a it was a binder. It was a Lisa Frank, like fuzzy, wuzzy, <laughs> rainbow-colored binder and he opened it up because that's, I'm an only child, they had to look through my stuff to laugh at me. I'm sure that's what was going on. I'm, I know, I hear them in the other room. So he opened it and he, said, and he told me the most, it was like the worst reaction because he said, wow, this is really brave lyrics. And I was like, oh no. Well, I felt so sick because he liked the lyrics. So they have, somehow that's worse than if he was like, what is this bullshit? So uh, that scared me for some reason, but, it, yeah. but it, I always remembered that. But always growing up, they showed me such great music because like we were always listening to either the Beatles or Little Richard or, you know, musicals or Louis Armstrong. I hid the Frank Sinatra tapes, but now I like Frank Sinatra. I love Frank Sinatra now, but I would hide them, those. Um, but we, they, they just showed me such great music all the time. And so I, I was studying it without realizing it. And then um, becoming obsessed with it. And also, like, you know, in middle school, I started getting into, like, bands, more bands and, like um, – yeah, so it all it all kind of worked out. Did you yeah. did you try forming bands like in high oh, school? Yeah. How I did, did that go? I did. Um, yeah. Well, my friend Martina, who's Da Silva, is an amazing singer. We were in a band together in middle school called yeah. Combustible Cloud, and it was awesome. Yeah, good title. yeah, <laughs> it was a good title. Wait, I thought you were. I for a minute, I thought we were about to get a Joanna Sternberg rapping. A uh, sample I, of something from your eighth it's grade. It's only ever going to happen on this podcast. Oh, it's going to happen. All right, what kind of what only kind of for you too? Yeah, what kind of beat do you need? I think I would just have to prepare, but I would do it for you guys. Thank I feel you. comfortable here. Yeah. Thank you. And one of the things that's remarkable about you is you're obviously an incredibly sensitive person. Thank you. And surviving in New York mm -hmm. as an artist mm -hmm. and as a musician, it is, it's a competitive world and it's an edgy world. Like people are sort of hard. Right. Like, did you find that a challenge? Well, yeah, it's kind of really funny how everything kind of trained me for the next thing because I started off at classical music school, which I quit because it was too scary. But it, you have to practice four hours a day. Everyone's like, you know, a ninja, basically. They're basically in the army for music. And I couldn't do it. I had to take a year off. So that prepared me for jazz school, which was 
basically really fun, but I always kind of described it as preschool with bank accounts because everybody was just out to lunch. Like everyone was best <laughs> friends. Everyone was so nice, so talented at their instrument, but we were just jamming. They were just eating Chipotle, throwing <laughs> soccer balls in the hall. Like I'm like, my friend came to the high school new school. She came to new school to visit me. And I said, watch this. The elevator opens. They're like basking on sofas, throwing soccer balls, Chipotle everywhere. But it was awesome because we were always jamming all night, all day, like all the time. Yeah. So that was really great because you get to make friends by playing music together. And I always kind of had issues making friends with autism. So that really was like, that enabled me to be social. And that enabled me to um, kind of conquer that fear of the other people. Yeah. And then from that, I went to um, gigging as a bass player, which allowed me to learn lyrics because they were singers with me. So I would study the singers and I loved working with them. I loved backing them up, but I was also learning how to sing from watching them. So it all kind of combined into enabling this, but I don't know how I would have done it otherwise because right. it's a lot of aspects that, that are very scary. Yeah. And did, was the autism diagnosis, were you quite young or did that, when did no, that happen? No, not at all. Like, um, I, that was a recent thing that I, I always knew I had ADHD, but the diagnosis was the past two years, but I always kind of knew something was, it, it, always, it always made sense. But a lot of the times, if you're not a boy, it's hard, it's harder to, um, it's more easy to get diagnosed later in life. Yeah, I've heard that. Like because people, yeah. the way things present themselves. And I think, mm. honestly, the answer to that question, I think, is, my my socializing was so bad and no one wanted to be my friend. I was like bullied all the time, but then I got good at music. And I think that's what I used to try to get friends. I know that this is a fact. So it enabled me to start socializing because I was playing guitar decently. So I think that's also how I sort of hid, hid it mm. because there was people around me talking to me, but you know, they're talking to me for a reason. Yeah. It still looked like I was sort of functioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's interesting. Then you you find yourself in this situation, you you make a record, you're putting it out through a cool record label. Yeah. There's artists saying, I want to play with you, we love it. Like, what was that experience like? Because I went through that also, 14, what? which were right. different ages, but, yeah. but I was also, that was challenging because it came out of no, like, I, it's a weird thing to go through. So and different. I only went through acting at 16, you suddenly get... You know, you're the bell of the ball. Sure. And it's a bit weird. Right. You're like, what's going on with you people? Why are you all being so nice all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden? I mean, I never thought of myself and still as famous. Like, I never would think I'm famous. So I never, which is kind of nice, I yeah. guess. But surely you, you notice like, that your your social stock rises and people start calling you and saying, do you want to do this? Do you want to yeah, do that? Yeah, I guess you, you so. I mean, I didn't something. blow up like so big, but yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, I guess. Open, it's also right? kind of funny because like some people want to be famous. Other people, it just happens to them. And yeah. it seems to me like it happened to you. And you're just like, okay, but I'm me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I don't, I'm not just like, go. I want to be this. Like, right. I want to be the, like the ruler of the world. So like, I guess you're just almost like, not wanting to accept it because it's not what you planned. Right. That is that that is exactly it what it is. That's I think that's it. Yeah, it wasn't like you didn't choose this. If you're little and you just all I wanted to be was fit, but for me it was sort of accidental. I was yeah. creative, sure. and it just kind of happened that I right. ended up doing it, which was cool. But yeah. did you have dreams of wanting to be famous though? 
I definitely wanted people to be nicer to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the driving well, force. A lot yeah. of you hear a lot of people join bands, mainly from men, I think they right. say this. I just wanted chicks. I oh, just wanted yeah. chicks. So I joined a band. Well, I feel like I started writing songs as a way of telling girls I liked them. Because <laughs> right. I was scared to say it. And it was so That's awesome. A twelve year old like a twelve year old boy is not gonna be like, Let me tell you my feelings about you. But sure. I could do it in a song and it was yeah. sort of cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you guys had way younger ages of this than me, so I it sounds almost traumatic. But also, like, you were happy with it because it's amazing. But you also were just like, what the hell is going on? Well, it was nice to get out of, for me to get out of school because I wasn't yes. good at, I, w- I was very insecure academically. Right. And I was very shy. And I was afraid to say the wrong answer and all of those things. And so getting out of school was great. Bingo. Bingo. That's enough. That was an incentive, too. I was like, I cannot do any more math. I cannot do any more of this. I was failing everything. It was like that. And it was also just like, maybe people would be nice to me. And it's also like, I love it. It's all I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so nice. It's so nice. It is nice to me. Well, it's so great to feel that you're adding something to the world that people are valuing. And yes. That all we, I, I really believe that we all just want to contribute to our community. I believe And that. that's the essence of anything. Like, it's like all this ego stuff gets involved, but feeling useful right. is so important. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, so yeah, it was like so cool to have suddenly, like, I thought it was a joke when I was like, so people were like, oh, Connor Oberst likes your songs. I thought they were kidding. Like, I didn't believe them. I thought they were trying to prank me because I'm very gullible. <laughs> And so, like, when something like that, I get a text like that, I'm not going to believe that. But then it was like, what? And then it opened up all this people being so nice and kind and awesome. And it's all been really great. Then the pandemic happened. But <laughs> not going to talk about that. But, I mean, but it has been intense and different. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you feel, because you had that experience of someone opening a door for you, mm-hmm. I had that, and it made me really make that a part of my ambition for what I wanted to do for sure. other artists? Oh, Is yeah. that, do you have that experience? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. if I let that take over, I'm not going to even write songs because I just want to manage all my friends. <laughs> I'm just like, so nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I would totally, yes. Yeah, well, what is it? <laughs> That's secure, another incentive. Secure your mask first and but, then help your kid. <laughs> what's a big incentive also? Like if I, the more people know me, the more I can tell about my friends. So that's yeah. another big incentive of mine. Yeah, yeah. And so with, and with this new record, so I know you had, you were being courted by various labels. You ended up, did you make the record before you signed with Fat Possum or did you sign there? No, it was kind of funny because in the pandemic, I kind of was very sick and crashed and was like, like in my room for basically the whole thing. And so it was kind of like I was offered this crazy opportunity when I was not functioning well. So the record kind of took a while to make for various reasons, mostly my fault, but also just the state of the world. So no, I, I they definitely, yeah. So did they introduce you to Matt Sweeney or did you already Absolutely, know, yeah. yeah. Things were actually really, the record, like the whole process of it was like a little bit of a, mm-hmm, but it all led up to Matt Sweeney who saved the whole thing. Mm. Matthew Johnson is close to Matt Sweeney. Mm. And it all 
worked out really great. Well, I've I've only heard the singles. There's been like two oh, or three. I happily right? send it to you. Oh, I, I, can't I have it right here. But it doesn't you. sound at all stressful. Like the, the right. actual recorded music right. sounds beautiful Thank and you. buoyant and joyous. Because that's what he enabled to happen. Like he just like he's like a magical person. Yeah. I just like I was nervous because yeah. like I'm a fan of his. I didn't know what to expect. Everyone says he's so nice, and I don't know. I was scared, but he completely just started talking about dogs. Like, I got into the studio and he started talking about dog breeds and how pugs look like lions and they're related to... I don't even know, but it was just like, I was like, I'm ready. And then he just knew when everything that he, like, recommended was a great idea. All my ideas that were not such great ideas, he's like, maybe not that idea. And I was like, yes. Everything was... We're on the same wavelength, mm. so it just was really... I felt so um, safe. Yeah, I, I first met him in when I was 15 or something, but the thing that was amazing about him from day one was when he believed in an artist, he would, whether it was Alec Empire from Atari Teenage Riot or Will Oldham right. or Cat Power, right. these were people that from day one when he connected with these artists that were quite, they were all unusual. He likes unusual artists that have a unique I'm voice. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty good for that. <laughs> yeah, and he, but he champions them and helps them. He's been doing, yeah. Helps them share their voice. It's such a beautiful gift. He's been yeah. doing that so much, mentoring me, and he really saved the day because first of all he saved the record but then he started mentoring me and his partner jr both of them have been so overly helpful to me and i owe them so much and i'm so lucky and i know they're just doing it because they care and i'm just wanting to say so thank you so much because they've been helping so much like so that's so sweet yeah the difference with people who it's so different when people don't get you and don't you know, whatever, hold space or whatever you want to call it right. versus when people they're just like who, clocking in the as people a job. who get yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Because you're in good hands, you're safe. Like you could just yeah. do your art because it's just a vulnerable thing it's to act so the same. vulnerable. Yeah. It's like, I mean, being together when we, it was interesting being two artists in the same house and right. how much are we going to tell each other right. what we think? And so we really, just didn't. We basically sort of don't because I mean, because like it would be too. I mean, yeah, we but do. it sort of took us ten years to yeah, figure how out how you, to collaborate. That's yeah, very interesting. I mean, we support each other because we get annoyed with each other in the early days. Well, I feel also like. just like I wouldn't. Yeah, I would be like, you should do a dancey song. And he'd be you know like, when you're like, you're in a vibe and you're just doing your thing like, and someone gives you unsolicited and advice. Like, it's like, what uh, am I going to do with I know. You, well, know what you I guys mean? know what each other needs creatively and you need to do your own thing. Yeah. And then you come together and you're in love. Yeah. And then you do your own thing. And that's great. Have you written other, have you ever written like prose or poetry? I mean, you wrote raps. Let's talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I do write, I'm writing a comic book. So that's going to be the next Ooh. kind of thing. But I'm really bad at spelling and writing and like, but I've written poetry, songs, yeah. comics, and and the comics you're doing the drawings obviously because yeah. you're so good. Right, but that's going to be a really funny, amazing book because like your sense of humor together, you guys are like so funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know good. we do. We, work. Like, you're so funny already. She really. But oh, I feel like God. you, you know, had to you kind of roast each other in a cute way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's t- it takes time. That's what's amazing with things like the collaboration with Matt where you didn't know each other for long, right. yet At you all. were able to build the trust so quickly. Because often thing. it takes time to do it. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of like, it kind of, yeah, it could be that, or it could just be like either instantly or not at all. Yeah. It could be that too. Like, because I think that's kind of, um, and like, if it's not at all, it's usually just my fault because I understand that I'm not the easiest person to like understand. Like, what's going on? But like, it's just really um, amazing, like talking about being a couple and both being artists. Because Marina Abramovich, you know, yeah. she's always like, "You're married to your art." 
your, your art first. And so like, and then like wanting to like, cause like that's happened to me in relationships. Like it's like a really rocky road, but if it could be awesome, it's the most awesome thing. Well, from I, what I witnessed, <laughs> I, I noticed early in our relationship when I had an idea, say it was not at a convenient time and I wanted to go pick up my sure. guitar and play around with it. I never, I only never guilted me about that. Exactly. It was like, it was so, such an assumed part of what it is to be with creative people that we let each other have that space. It's like someone has to use the bathroom. I have a song idea. Be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Pick my nose. It's like you understand what each other needs to do and you understand that it it doesn't come first, but it sort of comes like, it's a top priority for your emotional health and it's your living. It's how you make a living. So it's very kind of interesting how it combines everything. And if you're able to facilitate it in an amazing guilt-free way like you guys are doing, you should write a book about that too. (laughs) Yeah. Next book. Next book. After you finish your book, you too write the book about couples collabing and not fighting. I mean, I do feel left out if he's taking a nap, but I don't. (laughs) I don't if you're like writing a song. (laughs) You took a nap. Yeah. You you weren't available for me. Do you have, does writing for you happen from any particular emotional space or can you just write every day? Like I did, that's the Brill building thing that it's like a craft you can do anytime. Sure. I can't imagine what that's like. Well, I kind of, like I'm realizing now more that I'm like better at doing one thing at a time but but usually with the like for example this week I've just been doing the tour because it's like taking over me so I haven't written all, all week but it, the I, the ideal thing would be once I get organized enough like every day I do have emotions that I need to get out like, like using the bathroom I've, that's how I equate it to or like writing in the diary yeah. so it's like I need to write this right now or I'm going to f- explode so it's usually that feeling yeah and then it's either horrible or decent. That's the thing I cannot tell of the quality of it. What, marble or what? what? No, well, horrible. Oh, sorry. Horrible, horrible. Okay, it's marble or styrofoam. It's either carving a... Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Do you yes. have that when you write? Do you not... I feel like I actually like to let it build up <laughs> because there's yeah. something about... I, I heard once Neil Young saying he only writes a song when he has to, when he has a real idea. That's awesome. And I kind of always tried to follow that. Like I like the feeling of purpose to it. Sure. Obviously there's sometimes you get together with a friend and you're just jamming and make, you know, that's beautiful sure. too. Sure. But do you know, do you have that thing you don't know if it's if it's amazing or not good? I or? mean, usually right when you write it, you think it's amazing because right. otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't couldn't finish it. You know what I mean? You have to you be have like... You a little bit. You're yeah, right. You have it's a, a really good point. I never, no one's ever admitted that, but you're right. Like something in you is like... Nah, 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 nah. But then halfway through sometimes... Yes. There's, a, there's a rude awakening. Yeah. I, 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 tweeted, I tweeted the other day. I was like... Um, I said something about every single musician ever during mixing yeah. thinks everyone's going to understand me so much better when they hear this record. Because you just have this fantasy that it's going to be like, it's everyone's going to get it. You're the only one to ever admit it. Now I'm going to admit it too. Yes, it's true. It's all true. So are there things that you, are there certain, like, have you ever wanted to like say, oh, one day I want to work with an orchestra? Or are there things you want to do? I mean, there are kind of things that I'd love to do. I mean, the the issue with me is I have to really get better at organization. and I'm just so bad at life. So like the thing is like, I'm here, I'm loving it being here, but getting here and like being sick with my stomach, like that's why once I fix that, I'll be able to do all the stuff I want. But the funny, the ironic thing is that the thing I have to get better at is just life. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so bad at it. And it's kind of funny until you see me try to function. And you're like, oh boy, that's really sad. (laughs) But aren't those skills like things like once you've 
had a diagnosis that resonates sure. and like do, can't you sort of build that skill set slowly with, I, I totally you know, am and yeah. Matt Sweeney actually and Matthew are both helping me a lot with that but but I do have goals like a comic book I want to write a rock opera yeah I want to make a reality tv show about jazz musicians in New York called the real jazz musicians of New York <laughs> nice and Amazing. also like the real DIY musicians all the musician communities of New York need a reality tv yes. show to be divas in and have their drums <laughs> the real their songwriters of New York just, but the jazz musician one, I think, is like really exceptionally funny because everyone, no one knows what's going on in that community, and I do, and yeah. it has to be brought to life. Uh, but yeah, also more re- just more records, and like I'm obviously just more stuff like advocating to help in any way I can once I have resources to help mental health or anyone, or disabled people, my fellow disabled community. There's like anything I could do to help once I have my mask on, <laughs> once I have my air mask on. Like, <laughs> You've got this little tour happening now. Yeah. This is your first time on the West Coast. First time. This will be my first show in LA. Amazing. Whoa. And uh, so what's, how do you envision the sort of life cycle of this album? Is there going to, you're going to get to go to Europe? Is there? I hope so. I mean, yeah. I'm very, very, very lucky and excited for what's already happening. Like this is incredible. Like mm-hmm. this is already, I'm happy enough. And then it's Dianu. Dianu. And more stuff is happening because, like, it's just, like, I'm going to get to open for Angel Olsen. Oh, amazing. I know. I'm like, okay, sign me up. I'm going to go to open for Kurt Vile and Angel Olsen in the fall and the winter. So that's, like, really, I'm, like, getting chills. So, like, that's really exciting. Yeah. And I've got to open for you. I've got to open for Connor. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm really proud of myself. I'm sorry yes. to be a little bit bragging. But no, no, you should be. It's it, is, true. it is amazing. It's so good. Anything else you want to particularly, like, it can be not music related. Is there anything you oh. you were thinking you wanted to talk about on the pod? Like, I mean, I was just kind of like, I hope I don't say something too, too no, dumb. So right now I'm just kind of like have a scoreboard in my head. Like, how many dumb things have I No, no. you've been amazing. It's you've been, been amazing. perfect. Um, have you done... I imagine you've done like a bunch of house concerts before. I love it? it. It's my yeah. favorite thing. Yeah. But yeah. I understand hosting a party. It's very stressful. <sighs> oh, no. I, 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 I agree. It's just more just, it's fine. It's just a fun. It's just, I it, want everyone. It's the before. Yeah, the before. But now we're here, like you said, and it's happening. It's so great. And it just it was great. Well, LA is so excited to welcome you. Like when I texted, there were so many people I sent this invite to that were just like, no way. What? Um, <laughs> are you checking? Yeah, Christian Lee Hudson, like so many oh, musicians are just like I'm coming. Like oh my gosh, is so excited. I, I, so. You guys are the best. And I'm such fans of both of you, and I'm sorry to say that if it makes you uncomfortable. No, but I don't know how. I'm, I'm, I'm go already, on, I'm go already on. That sometimes, and I don't <laughs> no. know what to do. Like people love We're inspiring each other. Yeah, You're inspiring me. Loved, yeah. It's like and Oprah. I it's heard, Oprah. You get inspiration. I, I'm just thinking about the reality show. I can't I, wait. To, I thank I'm you. already have ideas thank for it. I can't wait for it. Um, thank you. This is just to jump back to what you were saying, but yeah. I, I remember hearing a story about, do you know that actress, um, Judith Light? Oh, yeah. Judith Light. Anyway, she visited a friend of mine at a play. She, you know, people <laughs> go backstage good, at the good play. Actress. And, and she And she said, that was really great. And my friend was like, Oh, I don't know. It was like wait, a, wait, wait. And she said to him, if you can't accept a basic compliment, what hope do you have of accepting just all the blessings that can come to you through your talent? Wait. And he said for him, it was a real, it was a wake up call. Cause he didn't realize he was sort of like, you, you end up like blocking love. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's also like, offending people. Cause you're yeah. saying I loved it. And you're saying, no, you're basically saying your opinion doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to learn to make yeah, mm. it doesn't happen often, but I'll say thank you. That makes me so happy, and it does. You know what? The worst yeah. thing to hear though is someone coming backstage and going, "You look like you were really having fun." 
Who did that? <laughs> it's happened. Some it's competitive happened. person probably. That looks really fun. That's called a it dig. Like Real Housewives culture, they'd call that a dig. A Wait, dig. which Real Housewives are you into? Oh, God. Okay, well, this is the thing, all of it. Like, that's the big thing I'm trying to hide. <laughs> I'm not trying to hide it, though. I'm kidding. Because we're, we're, we're Salt Lake. Wait, really? We Yeah, we... You guys? Hardcore. You never told me that. Salt Lake and... So, but Add Salt, another hour to the... Okay. Just Salt Lake and Beverly Hills. They're the ones really? we're deep on. Yeah. So when did... What's when the I next watched them all. one? Yeah. Which so it's not like the whole... I mean, the... Jen Shaw. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh, wait. So you guys watch... Okay, you guys and watch Vanderpump? Salt Lake City. You watch Vanderpump? You, yeah. We went <laughs> We deep. got Lisa Vanderpump's rosé for tonight. It's out of the <laughs> Okay, I'm about to faint right now. <laughs> <laughs> we went to... When we went to Pump, we went you once. Well, you should do that while you're in LA. You should go to like Pump or Tom Tom was there. <laughs> Her son was oh there. Max, Max. Max seems so nice. He seems yeah. really so nice. nice. Yeah. So nice. Vanderpump Rules, Scandaval, oh, and all about Scandaval. I know everything. Yeah, amazing. I'm, I, I'm not going to go into it. I think, I mean, this is a little, this might be the thing I might have to, we might have to decide we, if you it should be in this because we all <laughs> might get, <laughs> we all might get death threats. Um, I think Raquel is on the spectrum. Right. Right. There's some non-neurotypical well, thing Well, she's admitted on. to having a learning disability and she's admitting to having ADHD. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, I know that it's very easy to be manipulated, and you really want to fit in, and you really want to have friends. Yes. You start, did you watch the whole show? Like, you've yeah, seen yeah. Okay, so you know yeah. that she was bullied yeah. and cheated on the whole show. People yes. are saying you're stupid yes. to her face yes. on TV, not yes. apologizing. Yeah. Lala cheated on – Lala and James cheated. Yeah. So now – so I think what happened – I honestly think that we all know someone manipulated her named Tom Sandoval. Yes. I think he manipulated her, and I think that she finally was getting attention and love on the show. Yes. My feeling, the last thing I'll say. I, yeah, I know. It's I okay. think he and her cheated before the engagement with James. He paid for it, so James wouldn't pay for it because oh. that would suck for James and look bad. He thought it would make Raquel get more attention on the show. It did. I think he's been telling her what to do since then. Yes. Okay, this is Joanna Sternberg, who is apparently not good at life, <laughs> has <laughs> the deepest theories of manipulation <laughs> on Vanderbilt Rules. <laughs> I, you know, that's the thing. I can see it with other things. Like, if I watch TV, that's how I'm learning. Like, yeah. If I watch TV, I'm like, dun, dun, dun. like, it's like mystery. It's like pattern recognition. Yes. That's yes. what it is. Pattern recognition. Right. Yes. So Ariana said, when I came on the show, you coached me. You told me everything to do. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Hello. Mm. Yes. Why is she acting so weird? Yes. And yes. I, I wanted to ask you too, just because the oh, night with the night we met, we're jumping around, but still, the night yes. we met, Cave yeah. Zahidi was there. Oh my and, god! And you'd 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 met him before. He'd seen you. I love. Play. I'm such a fan. I yeah, know, me and too. I, yeah, we if we. He produced him. Real Housewives. The show <laughs> would be like have there would be a war starting of drama. Like yes. if he produced the drama on the Real Housewives, like can you imagine <laughs> his be... drama mixed with Real House? That's like an explosion. Like I don't know what would happen. That would be a great career move for him. It yeah, would, he would do it as a joke. Yeah, but he would. Yeah. The network would never let him near. But anything I think like it would be a good too, move. So. That, you're right. <laughs> he'll be like, he'll, there'll be suddenly an episode about the so, network trying to get his. Or he would quit. Or He'd be like, I hate this. Yeah, he would quit. But how do you? Because people like that, Cave, Connor, mm-hmm. Elliot Smith. These are really these, these are people in like a grand history of American outsider art, sure. basically. And I just was curious because you've. You know, you grew up in New York mm. where artists, it was very normal to be around artists. Sure. But a lot of the, the people you're drawn to there and that are drawn to you are people who are really interested in the experience of being an outsider. Sure. I think it's probably um, like I just are presenting myself of people who connect with it happen to share the experience. But yeah. I think everyone shares with it in a way. Like I don't think anyone has ever not felt excluded. 
Yeah. Right. Ever. I just think there's levels of it. Yeah. Mm. So some people got really excluded. Some people have been excluded before. And it's really hurt. Like, I know people who, who I wouldn't assume, like, they seem like they're never excluded and they have all this stuff. And then they say how much they connect to my saddest songs that are about being excluded. So I think everyone is feeling excluded and feeling horrible. But, and also happy. We're all yeah. happy. And sorry about my yeah. interrupting. I just get excited. No, we, oh, we interrupt so each other all day. I knew if we brought up Raquel and Real Housewives, yeah. we'd be interrupting <laughs> you guys. I'm sorry. No. I know. It gets, okay. it gets everyone pumped I know. up. Well, amazing. I'm so glad we figured this out. And I'm so glad you, you came to this. You guys are the best. This. I love you. Um, you want to so say good. goodbye to the beautiful babies? <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> bye. Be- oh, wait, what was it? Bye all you beautiful babies. Yeah. yeah. The beautiful babies are an amazing community. Stay awake, I cry till I weep, I shiver.